Now, Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690. That's the song that puts me in a good mood. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690 with Jay Farrar. Me. You, Jay Farrar. Me. And, and also with Jay Farrar. Additionally, with Jay Farrar. You caught me off guard. Why? I'm going to cough. Oh, no. <coughs> and there it is. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> hope you all enjoyed this. Sorry about we sh- that. We all got to share a little something there together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Overton and Andrew Berkshire are still here joining us in studio. Our Habs experts are here. One of them's moving to Florida. Guess you're going to become, man, what's a, a Panthers expert in Wouldn't Miami? Wouldn't be too hard. The very first. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be, talk about a niche market. It'd be like being the baseball guy in Montreal. I'm going it's to crazy. exponentially grow <laughs> hockey in South Florida. Are you considering getting season's tickets for the Panthers? I did consider it. However, I thought it would be 
fiscally irresponsible, even at that cheap. I was going to say, spend a couple hundred bucks, you're probably set yeah. for the season. The, dude, you? it's like a bus pass. Yeah, they're like, come on, <laughs> the $300 biggest, a year. The biggest perk is not actually the cheap tickets, but it's the free parking. Believe it or not, they oh, are wow. charging 20 bucks to park a car at the arena these days. Oof. And it's... Uh, it's too much money so uh hopefully i'll get some cheap cheap seats on StubHub that include the parking pass and then i'll be able to go see the games on the cheap you're still going to continue the habs laughs account to make of course yeah nothing's changing there uh listeners i'm sure you can get yourself a satellite and get rds down there yeah slingbox uh back back home there you go it's been been thought out he's got this all figured (laughs) out out. what jay (laughs) no nothing i think slingbox is legal that's i'm listening that's, that's actually what bruce arthur was probably referring to when he said he'll be able to record stuff at home and then watch it have the means to watch it from Sochi. I see. What's cool is that the Russians will actually be watching him while he's watching it. It's <laughs> uh, too many layers on that case. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, so much math, Dave, so much math. This is going to be the most, well, it's not only the most expensive games in history, the last, the Vancouver Olympics, which were ridiculed for being massively over uh, budget, way more than what the Canadian government initially foresaw and, and told the public. I think that came out at about eight and a half billion or nine billion. This one's costing fifty billion dollars. It's absurd. Vladimir it's a- Vladimir Putin said uh, today or yesterday to George Stephanopoulos that of the fifty, only six is exa- is actually Olympics related, and the rest of it is to do with propping up Sochi and making it a resort and rebuilding infrastructure in Russia. And I don't believe and a to word. keep people no, no. keep people away from the children. There's <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah. Wow, the purity of the youth yes. in Russia has to be maintained. Please leave our children time. alone. It'll it'll never happen, but wouldn't it be great if they replaced the Canadian flag with a rainbow flag and went out there? Oh man, somebody's gonna do it. They'd be executed. You really somebody's so? gonna do it. No, they won't be executed. No, they won't be. I was they joking, won't be. But. They won't be anything. <laughs> if if any country were to do it, I, it would probably be Canada. I that's sort of how I feel. I mean, the states uh, is really putting their money where their they, mouth is yeah. right now. Yeah, it's it. You know. Maybe the UK. Say, UK would too. With Billie Jean King and Brian Boitano leading the um, the U.S. Olympic team. Right. I think oh, that's yeah. a, that that <laughs> makes a pretty big statement. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. That makes a pretty big statement. Canada has not uh, responded similarly. Uh, I think Jean Luc Brassard is our uh, is our guy right now. I was having this conversation with Bugs Burnett actually last week, mm. uh, saying that it would have been nice if Tewksbury was the uh, was the chef de mission. But he was the chef de mission in London, which right. was which was the most gay friendly games. So it's amazing which to I think you go from right? what the London was the most gay friendly game. No, I mean it's appropriate that he is the person, right? Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was great that no, he was the. No uh, children was, were uh, harmed in London. No children <laughs> were harmed in London, okay. and no children will be harmed in Sochi. And um, you can only hope. And I don't know if you remember Jay. We had Bruce Arthur on just before he went to London for the Olympics. Yes, and his big fear then was terrorism. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we didn't even get it in, get into it with him now, but there's been a lot of talk about security at these games. I wonder how much of that fifty billion is for security. Well, you have to, Hopefully you have to, yeah, you have to realize that there's a fundamentalist group not five hundred miles away. I know. <laughs> the Chechens are pretty close. Yeah, yeah who don't yeah. have to go in through no, any borders. No, there is no <laughs> checkpoint. How Russian is that though to build their like giant resort town right next to the people that hate them the most? Yep. Right. <laughs> it's like the most Russian. Oh, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of that is is asserting your sovereignty over that over that territory, and they want to say no. The Caucasus belong to us, and this is proof of it. And this is going to be uh, Putin's big chance to shine in front of the world. Meanwhile, so many world leaders aren't coming. It's it's going to be a very fascinating Olympics, just from a 
from a sociological point of view, it's going to be a really interesting. I mean, if you thought China's was well, propaganda f- full of uh, propaganda, right? Then uh, then Russia will probably double or triple that. I'm well, not I'm not wishing yeah. any harm on anybody, but I I I really really hope there's chaos. I just hope it. Uh, well, I don't know. I just hope that just bad things happen. But I hope nobody gets killed in the process. But I hope it's a complete. I hope the Olympics are a complete disaster. I, I sincerely wish that. But Except for just Canada to be clear, Hobbit. not yeah. in any kind of a terrorismy way. No, I don't you want just, anybody hurt. You want um, only feelings, jams only feelings and, and egos, <laughs> right? And yeah. wrong national anthems being played. Yeah. Yes, metal he wants it to be a logistics and, nightmare. Yeah, I right. want. For, yes, for I wanted. A, I want. I want chaos. I want. I want. Angry Russian homophobes running around in the street, not knowing what to do, grabbing the children and trying to get out, (laughs) running to Chechnya with the children because they'll be safer over there. Won't somebody please? It will be safer because all the terrorists will be in Russia. Yeah, that's right. I hope. (laughs) I I just hope. I hope they blow up something and nobody's in it. Commercial radio over in commercial. You got to retract that one just about now, please. Thank you. But the the Olympics (laughs) need that. They need this kind of a shakeup. You know. I'm really serious. I really hope it's chaos. I hope it goes badly because the Olympics is getting a little, I don't know, how could I say? It's getting what? Uh, Overplayed? Too commercial? Preachy? Yeah. It's, I don't know, I just don't like the Not Olympics. as much about the sports as it used to be? Not, yeah. Not about the amateur athletes? Yes. It's, uh, I, I don't. I, I, I really don't have an interest in the Olympics like I used to. It, Did you I, have it in 2010 in Vancouver? I did, but not as much as I thought I would. Really? Yeah. Okay. I watched the hockey, and that was it. Okay. I was good. Oh my god! I was I'm, I'm a bad example yeah. because I, I watched like every second of 2010. Well, I, I was glued to it. I got a yeah. job there. I wanted to be oh, a part cool. of it so badly. So <laughs> yeah. I'm a bad example of it. But yeah, I, I relished every second that I got to be involved and wear those rings on my jacket. I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. That's awesome. But on the same token, like, same same hand, I would not go and work in Sochi. And be a part of that. There's no way you couldn't pay me. Unappealing. There That's are not the enough rubles. Unappealing. You are not appealed by the Olympics. No. Un- I was looking for. Uh, I uh, totally Iserman there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, for me, I mean, the only thing that I can say um, that makes me a little bit less excited for the athletic part of this Olympics is that Clara Hughes isn't a part of it for the first time. That's true. Eh? It's the first time since I think '96 in Atlanta that there isn't an Olympic Games with Clara Hughes. I mean, either winter or summer, but she's she's done now, which is uh, kind of disappointing. Is I mean, she was my favorite athlete. Nobody better represents our country than Clara Hughes. And I kind of hope that they don't take the easy way out and give Sidney Crosby the flag. I know it would be a nice honor for Sidney Crosby, but again, it should go to somebody. The Olympics aren't supposed to be political, but there is a real opportunity to make a great political stand at these Olympics. Well, will he even be there for the opening ceremony? Well, they gave uh, the Bruins gave Chara an extra day off so that he could go, and supposedly, uh, the couple of newspapers were reporting that Crosby was going to be able to have the same opportunity. I want to see somebody gay hold the flag. I do. I think that would be a really, really cool political move by Canada. And I hope the states does the same thing, and I hope that any country with a conscience does the same thing. Yeah. Are there any openly gay athletes on the on the team that you know of? I mean, uh, and but no, for, sure. Yeah. for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure, at least ten percent, <laughs> at least. That's it. Yeah. You guys watched the orientation doc off t- on TSN last week? 
I saw part three, but not part one and two. Okay, I saw part one and two, not part three. All so right, between so the two of us, we can. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really uh, it was really great, and I have I have them favored, and I have to just go find the time to to go back and watch them. But I mean, uh, really a brave. Um, a brave piece of um, of reporting from Aaron Ward. So you know, kudos to him, and it really did tell a good story of where the NHL is in terms from a player perspective. Uh, you know what their take on on homosexuals in the sport is, and you know from at least the players that uh, they interviewed, uh, you can tell that um, they're there. You know, I think that they're you know the league. If if you know if that is a representation of the entire league, which you know I don't think it can be a hundred percent, but um, the league is ready for that first openly gay player. Maybe one day we won't look at this as brave reporting and just as reporting, reporting. right? But that, that's you know I think that's where we are right now, you know, and uh, and everybody's talking about it in the way that oh wow, you know Aaron Ward like really ste- you know stepped up here and did a good thing and 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 he did you know good for him. But uh, you know I agree with you one hundred percent. It shouldn't be oh this is uh, so, this is so, so amazing for Aaron Ward. It's just be you know that's a that's a cool story that's a good story you know and as this progresses further along and as you you can play becomes more prominent and you know when that first gay athlete comes out in in the NHL it'll you know it'll they will be you know a big moment in history for uh, for those players. Torben Rolfson's coming up next on the Kaufman Show on TSN six ninety. Hang tight. Let Listening to the Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Follow them on Twitter at the Kaufman Show and at Jay Pub Radio. It's like the show, but shorter, and you don't have to hear them bickering. Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. We've got Mike Oberon and Andrew Berkshire in studio. Twitter Habs legends. And we've got uh, Torben. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We've got Torben Ralston on the line, just about ready to go. But before we bring him up, Jay has a big announcement. Huge! Is everybody sitting down? <laughs> yes. Now that, now, that, yeah, now that we've overhyped it. <laughs> Uh, As everyone knows, on March 28th and 29th, the Toronto Blue Jays will be in town, uh, squaring off against the New York Mets. The Nye Mets, my favorite squadron. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. In uh, in a uh, a preseason back-to-back matchup. On the 28th, McLean's Pub will be... um, holding a little bit of a gala ourselves oh right my. before the game. Oh, really? Uh, people are invited to come over to McLean's as we will have two double-decker buses that will shuttle people down to Olympic Stadium and then bring them back for the after party after the game. Well, that is awesome. But that's not all, Dave. You're telling me there's more? <laughs> it's sick, Dave, what's going to happen next. Do tell, Jay. Right before everybody gets into the buses and goes down to the games, uh-huh. in the afternoon, we will have live, in-person, Mr. Jonah 
Carey from Grantland.com. Cool. He will be signing his new book, and he'll have copies to sell to everybody. But that's not all, Dave. Yeah, I have a feeling that there's more. <laughs> there's, yeah, help me out here, I'm Dave. I'm hanging on every Entice word. Entice me, Dave. Okay, I uh, have a feeling that you have a, a couple of other announcements. Not only will Jonah Carey be there yeah. signing his new book for you all, up, up but and away. sitting r- up, up, and away, right next to him uh-huh. will be legendary Expos outfielder Ellis Valentine. Hey, all right. Whoa. We've also confirmed. Wait, there's more? There's more, Dave. Whoa, Jay. We've also confirmed Mr. Cliff Floyd as well. Wow. And there are others. Cliff Floyd are... and Ellis Valentine, two of the greatest prospects in Montreal Expo Two of history. the largest prospects. <laughs> that too. That Those too. are big, big men. And uh, we have other guys which we're working on right now. So in the uh, coming weeks, we may have a few more announcements. Wow. So that's March 28th. So wait, is that all? No, no, no. There's more. Oh, okay. There's more. What else? Live performance from Anakin Slade as well. Oh, Jay. Only at McLean's Pub. So all this and much, much more festivities festivities start at around the lunch hour or maybe, maybe the early afternoon. As uh, Jonah shows up with a bunch of boxes from Chapters, starts signing them <laughs> off. Ellis Valentine, of course, will sign the book, too. He'll have bobbleheads to sell. They'll have autographed pictures and T-shirts and hats and all kinds of things. And all, all of this is going to charity. This is awesome. So, yeah, that's uh, my big announcement. Buses, celebrities. Buses, players, authors, rappers, philanthropists, all of them. And Ferrar and Kaufman. And for and I'll be there standing around looking important. I'll try and do that too. I'll wear my cardigan, okay? Please don't. I like that cardigan. I have to wear that cardigan. <laughs> I just want to call you grandpa every time you wear, wear oh, that. Oh, Sonny, let me tell you about the days when we used to go to Jerry Park. No, it would be a tragedy if you didn't wear the cardigan. There you go. Because that's the infamous cardigan. Let's bring in our next guest. He is the resident comedian on The Kaufman Show. He joins us every Monday night from Vancouver, B.C., where he makes hippies laugh. His name is Torben Rolfson. You can follow him on Twitter at VanGuy. Hey, Torben. Dave, Jay, Mike, Andrew, how are you guys doing? We're great. Good. What's going on? Uh, same as everybody else. Watching a lot of football and hockey and just, you know, enjoying things. Yeah, a couple of big stories coming out of your town to do with hockey, huh? No doubt, and I hopefully we'll get to that, well, maybe a little bit later. Cool. <laughs> Football yesterday, though, Seattle, Denver, Mars, New Jersey in February. Is this the Super Bowl or a remake of the thing? <laughs> a lot of fun yesterday. I'm not sure anything was settled in the Manning-Brady debate, which always struck me as sort of silly in the first place. Peyton's throwing to three pro bowlers while Brady's got the Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> Seattle and Denver should make for a great Super Bowl. I guess California and Massachusetts are rethinking legalization of marijuana. <laughs> and Quebec and B.C. Right. And when Richard Sherman yelled out L.O.B. at the end of his post-game interview, he was calling out Seattle Mariners hitters. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Boom. I felt sorry for Aaron Ant stuck in Mean Gene Okerlund's old role. (laughs) And Jets tight end Kellen Winslow caught in a Target parking lot. I hope he paid cash for that Vaseline at Target, or there may be more than one thing that fell into the wrong hands that night. I, I want to laugh. I need some background on that one. Oh, no. You, I don't think that can get through the uh, airwaves. So oh, okay. I'll, I will Google. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, this, this is good fodder for later. <laughs> yeah. I'll send to the background. <laughs>
Uh, NBA, the Nets beat the Knicks tonight at MSG in the Jabari Parker Invitational. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 I get it. I get it. I'm just still hoping for Wiggins to rebound. But yeah, He's only yeah, no, interested in the ones where the word Vaseline was used. That's right. the only background stories he wants. Right. We're all a little on edge since uh, the whole Anthony Bennett thing. That's right. <laughs> and uh, News Major League Baseball will be outsourcing their new expanded review calls, hopefully not to the same video reviewers who gave the Lone Ranger the same amount of Oscar nominations as Inside Lewin Davis. Wow, that's, I can't believe, still can't believe that happened. It's pretty amazing. <sighs> yeah. The new FIFA World Soccer Rankings are out. Canada, number 111. <laughs> We're number 111. <laughs> yeah, Canadian soccer fans. They can wear three of those huge number one foam hands at the same time. <laughs> nice. One on each hand and one on the head instead of a paper bag. Uh, Vladimir Putin, I heard you guys talking about him earlier, now says gays are welcome at the Sochi Olympics. I guess he realized they were going to lose half the audience for the opening and closing ceremony. <laughs> Imagine what Putin would do to a gay killer whale. I don't I'll think I want to. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a pretty big story. No, no, uh, I don't. Yeah, did they? There was something. Whales, uh, didn't they? They sent out two hunters to capture two killer whales for the Sochi Aquarium or something. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Terrible. Everything's just a misstep. Uh, U.S. women's hockey goalie Jesse Venter had a quote from the Constitution ordered removed from the back of her mask. By the IOC, uh, senior Italian IOC official Mario Pascante said his shopping list would be okay. Slovakia's <laughs> <laughs> so hockey team—they have the entire national anthem written in lines on their jersey. Something about other countries having inferior potassium. <laughs> I'm hoping Norway wins gold Olympics because they've changed their national anthem from "Take on Me" to "The Fox." <laughs> Uh-huh. And finally, before I go, uh, John Tortorella got six games for the edgiest hallway visit since The Shining. Nice. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at VanGuy. Torben, we'll catch you next week. Thanks so much. Definitely. Have a great night, guys. Take care. You too. Bye. There he goes, Torben Rolfson. John's got a sports update. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. We'll come back. We'll try and convince Andrew the merits of baseball. Maybe part of that would be showing up at McLean's on Friday, March 28th for the party. If that doesn't turn you into a baseball fan, I don't know what will. We're having a good one here, AJ. Yeah, we are. It's one of those, huh? It's one of those. Yeah. Stick with us. Phones are open. 514-790-1690-1866-896-2546. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Listening to the Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690.
Kaufman Show, TSN 690. I enjoyed Torben's jokes tonight. They made me laugh. Torben always makes me laugh. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Funny dude. Funny he's a funny dude. guy. I hope to one day put what, a what face kind of funny? to the name. Uh, funny how? Funny how. Yeah. Funny how. Funny like a comedian. <laughs> funny like a Vancouver-based Canadian. Comedian. Canadian. Comedian. <laughs> Canadian. Comedian. Speaking of Canadians, and uh, Sam Roberts' Canadian dream bringing us in, a huge night for Canadian tennis and Canadian sport in general. Um... Sorry to take it away from the Habs talk here, gents, for a moment, but uh, I guess there's a, there is a bit of a link there, is there not, between the Habs and uh, Eugenie Bouchard? Not not in the, not in the way that you would want it, I guess. Right? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't really know what other way there could be a link. Maybe she's uh, she she shows up for a game and well, the uh, Canadians tweeted good luck to her today. Yeah, yeah I thought she, that was pretty cool. She has she, she there's a picture of her in the jer- in the jersey and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. that's something though. But, but think... the connection is that uh, there's rumors that she's uh, romantically involved with some of the uh, with one of some the of whoa <laughs> some wow one of the one of that's the, a that slip was, up. That was a slip one of the players. I, I'm gonna go with. This is not something we'd be discussing if it was a male. Well, I mean, there aren't right. any female hockey players that's true. Uh, on the Canadians. But if, uh, if Milos Raonic was dating one of the Montreal Canadiens, we would not we be would. having this conversation. Are you serious? Right, we'd be true. definitely <laughs> having this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would. It goes, it goes both ways. You just don't know yet, right? That's what they that's say. A, that's a callback. Right. And if you can play, then you can play. Exactly. I want to get back to the uh, to the woes of the Montreal Canadiens, because it's not often that we have... Uh, well, I've never been in studio with you before, Mike, and uh, it's always good to have Andrew here. But I feel like you guys are um, unabashed with your criticisms. And maybe you guys, not being under the Bell Media uh, wing don't feel the pressure that some of us feel sometimes when talking about the Canadians. See, I find Mike really optimistic. Yeah. I, <laughs> He's I, like the happy one. I like, yeah, we, we kind of work you well guys play, yeah, You're good yeah. cop, bad cop. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm more of the good cop. I like to see the good in things, even though they might not be so good. But I am also a, a realist and um, don't really wear those uh, multicolored glasses when it comes to the Canadians. Um, I mean, you'll definitely see me call it like it is, but I'll try to be as positive as possible. Having said that, it's hard for me to do that when the Canadians do... Oh, this is because I'm on TSN radio right now and I'm saying this. But they employ c- certain players that just cannot play You're allowed hockey. to say that. I have no problem. <laughs> we, have, we have never been shy to criticize the no, Montreal no. Canadiens on this show or no. Montreal Canadiens, Inc. we got a guy okay. named Marinaro who does... <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah, a midday show uh, that... Uh, you know, doesn't hold back as no, well. No. All right, so if the gloves are off, Paros and uh, <laughs> no, Paros and Douglas Murray. Leave uh, Murray alone. I'm sick of this Murray cannot stuff. Cannot play. Jay Farrar, the president hockey. of the Doug Murray fan club. I am. I am the CEO and president and general manager and of the Being Wrong Club. <laughs> nothing wrong with Douglas Murray. Nothing really? At all. Nothing. So it doesn't bother you that he's been outscored 18 to four. Misused. He's misused. Mi- he's misused. He clears the net. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. You know what he does? He pushes people into the goalie, and oh. then he allows a goal. Oh, or so he sits in front of Carey Price. Then. <laughs> he, he sits in front of Carey Price and screens him, 
when nobody's there. Yeah, that there was a goal. I think I, I'm not sure if it was against Ottawa. I don't think he played against Ottawa, but it was last week where it was only him in between the shooter and Price, and the shot and the shot came from above the circle, and Price was screened by Murray. Literally, there was yeah. nobody near the net, and Murray just went in front of Price, and as the shot came, yeah. instead of blocking it. Murray edged out of the way. It was like he was providing the perfect Thomas Holmstrom screen. Yeah, who was that against? I'm not, Philly, I don't maybe? remember. It might have been Philly. Has anybody come up with the nickname, the nickname Douglas Murray Barron yet? No. Because I feel like that works. <laughs> I feel like Murray Barron is a, is a comparable. It's just, it's, it's this... It's this thing. I mean, it's he's he's the whipping boy now, so that's I mean, what look, we're going to do. Well, which isn't fair because the, the... No, it's not the, fair the, at all. The successes it's, and failures of the Montreal Canadiens it, are not, not on he's, the 8th defenseman. Right. But, but the thing is, he's like not being... They play him like a 6th yeah, and 7th well, defenseman. Some days they're playing him like and, a 5. And I agree with I agree with you uh, that that um, I'm gesturing to my to my right, at, to my left at Jay, that uh, he is you know misused, <laughs> I think, in the fact that he's actually not... He shouldn't be playing. You know, I, I really don't think that he is an NHL caliber defenseman. It was proved last year when he was victimized in Pittsburgh and has proved this year when he's just not competent enough to to carry a pairing and even, you know, even be a complimentary player on a pairing. He can't skate. And that's, I think, a pretty big factor for a, an NHL player. And, you know, he is big. He does hit. He, he does get in the passing lanes. He does block shots. He's good on the penalty kill. But that can't be enough. Not, not for a defenseman. A defenseman can't be a one utility player. He has to be multifaceted. And Douglas Murray isn't that. There is, but there there's something to be said for a guy's character as well, and you could see that he tries to care. I mean, he does. I mean, he 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 has put his body on the line this year. He's fought when he shouldn't be fighting uh, in a situation like that. And I just I just find that sometimes we get we get into these in these you know these little things where we get we get our whip, whipping boy, and all the concentration is on this guy. Every little move that he does. I mean, I proved it. I, I there was there was a play where everybody was looking at what there was a goal scored. Everybody was looking at what Douglas Murray was doing, and nobody noticed Daniel Breer just skating around in a circle but on the other side of the But does anybody actually notice Daniel Breer? Yeah. <laughs> Our esteemed coworker Sean Campbell has uh, tweeted into the Kaufman show. Oh just no! Now. He wants to know if he can be the treasurer <laughs> of the Doug Murray fan club. Better yes. than Bouillon with the hashtag better than Bouillon. Do you guys agree with that? No, he's not better than Bouillon. Because as bad as Bouillon has been this year, and he's he was serviceable last year, he's hit the wall. He's also a done hockey player, but he actually can move the puck about 30% of the time, whereas Douglas Murray can't even get to the puck 80% of the time. It's like the biggest catch-22 you know, oh, Murray's out. Oh, but Bouillon's in. Oh, but Bouillon's out. But Murray's in. You know, that kind of thing. And I think we agree. We don't really agree on everything, but I think we do agree in our displeasure for Murray and Bouillon. What do you, do you guys, uh, what are your thoughts on Markov over the last four to six weeks? I think he's the best defenseman on the Canadians. Like, uh, if not, you know, if, if not P.K. Subban, then it's Markov. Andrew? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think he hasn't looked as good with Alexi Amelin because Alexi Amelin's not P.K. Subban, let's right. face it. And Alexi Amelin has been terrible since he came back from injury and that's to be expected it's not anything that you can blame Alexi Emelin for I question why Michelle Terrian's playing him on the second pairing instead of the third pairing coming off that major injury you've got to let him ease in and he's just been thrown to the wolves yeah you know and of course he's going to be paired I guess in Russia with him as well right absolutely so and hopefully that, that works bodes out well for team Canada, Canada. exactly <laughs> Do you guys put any stock into um, Carey Price coming back tired after playing extra amount of games? No. I, I think they've been using Budai a good amount this season. And I, Carey Price is never the kind of goalie that strikes me as a guy who's being tired. He gets in funks, 
but he doesn't look tired ever. What about the fact that eight Montreal Canadiens are going to Sochi? I, I think that might hurt That a turns guy. it into, what, a 90-game season for a lot of these guys, Yeah, right? I think it, it might hurt a guy like Markov a little bit, which is why he probably hasn't signed a contract yet. I think they want to wait until after the Olympic break to see how he does for the next 15 games. It might hurt Emelin just because, you know, his knee's not 100% yet. And, and I also think that it, it could be beneficial to have that many players playing because uh, when, you, when it comes to the playoffs they just kind of get into a different level, play mm-hmm. the players playing the games. And, you know, it's game day, off day, game day, off day, and you develop a routine, and the more you play, the better you play. And that's why playoff hockey is that, you know, is that good, right? How many well, Habs went to the Olympics in Vancouver? Six. Six or seven. Okay, so roughly a similar number. Yeah, although this None time they're the uh, no. third highest team in the league. Yeah, yeah. I know. So it, it's a little bit different, I think. Uh, the one guy who I would watch, actually, is not Markov. Because his game is more cerebral, I would look at Thomas Placanic yeah. after the Olympics. Because yeah. on the Czech team... Captain of the Czech team. Captain of the Czech team, and the Czech team that didn't take three of their very best forwards, Placanic is going to be leaned on like crazy on that top line with likely Patrick Eliash and Yarmer Yager is going to be the old man line. Wow. And uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, that can't be the old man line up. when Peter Nedved's on the team. That's true. <laughs> That's true. They're going to have two old man lines. <laughs> Peter Nedved. Isn't that unbelievable? It I really have is. vivid memories of Peter Nedved lacing up for Canada at the Lillehammer Olympics. Yeah. Where where Brian Savage had his had his big debut. <laughs> yeah, Peter Nedved was still playing. That was twenty years ago. Yeah, Peter Nedved was playing with the Canucks when they still had the disco Halloween jersey. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like the Stan Smil Canucks. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay, so Peter Nedved is what forty? He's forty-two. Chel- he's 42. he's 42. Chelios. Well, he's Yager age, yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and Yager when you, is, of, when you think of Yager, you don't think, oh shit, he's a huge geezer. I can't no, swear, you don't. You, well, you can. <laughs> you just shouldn't. <laughs> Physically, you're able to, <laughs> right? But don't. But when you see Yager, you're since not, you're moving you're not, to Florida, we'll let it slide. It doesn't blow your mind that Yager is still playing because he's he's been in the NHL and in the spotlight and still scoring and producing and has almost been a Montreal Canadian five times. But when you hear Peter Nedved, you playing hockey yeah. because he hasn't been in the NHL. Exactly. Yeah, you haven't so heard the of idea him. that there are checks from the NHL not being chosen for the Olympics and Peter Nedved's going is kind of mind blowing. And also, the yes. two leading Czech scorers in the KHL were passed over too. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it would have been such a short flight for them as well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but, but Nedved, it, like, it's shocking to me when I see, oh, yeah, Ryan Smith is still playing. Or Todd Bertuzzi. Yeah. You know, guys like that. Like, and recently, Wade Redden. I'm like, come on, really? No way these guys are playing. <laughs> Jagger, I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Um, whatever, it's Jagger. But the other guys, I'm like, come on. I feel like if we didn't live in Montreal and, like, uh, if this was a show in Vancouver, I feel like there would be a similar, like, wow, Francis Bouillon's still around. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. No, I, guess I doubt so. they'd have known who Francis Bouillon <laughs> is, let's be honest. Well, he's been playing long enough. I feel like we know who the, uh, yeah, the fifth little, or sixth nah, guy on the Canucks is. Nah, yeah, but Ed Canucks? Jovanovsky is still playing. He is? Yeah. yeah. Timo yeah. Solani, but I mean that's not news, right? Because he's uh. he's a superstar. Is he going to the Olympics? Yeah. Yes. Okay, but Koivu isn't. Koivu opted out for health. Yeah, reasons. that's yeah. just that's just disappointing. That is disappointing. Yeah. For me, one of the Would great like highlights was was seeing Koivu play in Vancouver. It was very exciting to see Koivu wear the C for his country, and uh, even though he wasn't a hab anymore, I still have a he's very a soft spot. Yeah, I have a very soft spot for Saka Koivu. Um, I've said it a few times before, but it's one of those moments when. Koivu left, it showed you that there really is no more allegiance in professional sports. Well, was that his allegiance, or do you mean the Canadians had no allegiance? 
well, I think it was the Canadians, no? Yeah. yeah. See, they, I, they didn't I, sign him. Right? I, I think it's all business. I have my own theory right. about that, that I think the Canadians were willing to play the bad guy there to allow Koivu to move on. Maybe. And I think Maybe. that moving on to Anaheim and taking that pressure off of his Oh, it back, probably extended his career. Oh, it absolutely yeah. extended his career. He yeah. was good for another four four seasons after that. And he's just starting to slow down now, but he's still playing really tough minutes in Anaheim and doing a great job. 514-790-1690-1866-896-2546. Phone lines are open for another 10 minutes or so. This is the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Now, let's not, let's keep going through here, Jimmy. Let's uh, let's go through to one. I uh, want to talk a little bit more about Richard Sherman. And, and we talked about it with Bruce Arthur off the top of the show almost two hours ago, but I thought that was a really huge moment. And I know that, that when I mentioned the racism side of it to, to Bruce, he kind of, I don't want to say he downplayed it. He said that you can find racism for anything on Twitter. I think he, he the quote was, you can find re- you found racism against the Japanese after Fukushima. Right. There was a lot, actually. Against the Japanese after Fukushima? Yeah. A lot of Americans saying, oh, Pearl Harbor, this is what you get. Oh, really? Oh, it was a huge thing. Oh, there was somebody goodness. who went out and cataloged something like 200,000 tweets. <laughs> Every day, I mean, something happens every day. I weep yeah. for, yeah. for mankind. I weep for society sometimes. That's just crazy to think. That, wow. And but last night again was a huge example of it. And I thought it was really a scary reaction that everybody thought to jump on social media. Calling him classless was. I don't think it was about class. It was. Well, it was just the emotion of the game. Well, of course, it, right and. We've all played sports at one level or another, and we've all felt emotion. And think about how how you feel in your late-night hockey league, in your beer league, when you're really into it, when you have a playoff game with you and the boys, and you know you're not making a dime. It doesn't matter. I remember doing really stupid stuff on the ice when I was a kid because you're out of that moment. You are just thinking about that game, that player, that hit, that check, that pass. And this is on a national, international stage, and these guys are getting paid millions of dollars, and he just he just made the Super Bowl, and he's getting interviewed three seconds after the game was three over. Three seconds! Yeah. Three seconds! It's, it's all about the state. On the field! Yeah. And look and at Craig. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it's, it's, it's a violent, at its very core, it's a violent sport. The nature of the game is to hurt people and tackle them, and in order for them not to 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 exceed, you know, whatever. But you have to put yourself in a state of mind when you're playing this game. I know. I played football. I played major junior football. It's pretty high level. And you have to start hating people. You literally have to look at a guy and say, I, I, hate, I hate you. I want to kill you. You have to do that. If you don't, you're, you're not going to make it. And that's a good point because... Sherman dropped that persona to Crabtree after the game and extended his hand and said, "Good game, man. That that was good." And then Crabtree, you know, put his hand on his face and you know physically touched him, and that's when Sherman lost it, right? Right. So that is what sparked this whole uh, this whole fireworks explosion with Sherman. Five one four seven nine zero one six ninety. Let's go to Paul in LaSalle. You're on the Kaufman Show, Paul. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad. So yeah, listen to the Sherman there. I don't know if, uh, like, I think he went maybe a little too far there, but at the same time, he's building an image and he's trying to get paid. 
I think if we're going to talk about guys going too far, it's Tortorella that should be the conversation. Oh yeah, that too. That was a little. Uh, he only what, he only got six games, I think, for that. No, he got uh, six days that he's not allowed to be in contact with the team no, and fifteen, 15 games. Oh, it's six games and fifteen w- without days. pay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so there you go. Fifteen days. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So he loses fifteen three hundred and sixty fifths of his salary. Good yeah. thing he's not living in New York anymore. That would have really, yeah, really hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, anything else to add, Paul? I don't know. Like, uh, well, who do you think is going to win uh, between uh, the Broncos and uh, the Seahawks? Uh, I feel like everybody's going to pile on the Broncos, and um, I like. I always like the underdogs in the Super Bowl. I always like the underdogs. So, who knows? Maybe Seattle pulls off the crazy victory. Um, all right, there's man. been all kinds of conversations. Remember the leading up two weeks ago about Peyton Manning not being a cold weather quarterback, and he well, supposedly proved them all wrong. Well, Seattle's yeah. a cold weather football team. Now, both those teams have dominated at the games they played it at uh, the Meadowlands this year. I think we're going to see a high-scoring affair. And uh, wouldn't it be something... Uh, frigid? Uh, it better be frigid. I do not want... What's the point? Exactly. The point of having There's no point in playing outdoors in February unless it's freezing. I don't understand that. I never understood that being a cold-weather quarterback or a hot-weather or whatever they are. When you're out there and you're playing football, believe me, the temperature does not affect you. These guys are out there in short no, sleeves in minus 20-degree weather. Jay. It's the fans, yeah. Well, maybe it might affect the Seahawks if it's too cold or something like that because <laughs> the 12th man won't be able to... To cheer properly but at the same time i'm telling you that maybe a little bit in the quarterback because he's standing still a little bit a lot of the time but i'm telling you guys these guys on the line these wide receivers the secondaries the linebackers the defensive line they are not feeling the cold they don't know Believe what day me. it is i mean no on. no and they're all shot up and all kinds of yeah. chemicals don't worry they're doing okay chemicals they're feeling huh? just fine <laughs> chemicals yes like what? Like cortisone. Like cortisone. Okay. Okay. Is that is that a banned substance or no? No, no, no. no it's just not. Just a freezing agent. Oh, yes. Okay. Really, in the cold, you want a freezing agent? Well, it's, yes. It's if you're injured, right? Oh. So, like, if you have like a bum knee or something, they should. Yes. Or if it's really cold. <laughs> you just They'll just shoot you up with cortisone. <laughs> that sounds so counterintuitive yes. to me. Or you've had a bad day. <laughs> in some cases. <laughs> And on that note, I think that wraps up another uh, edition of the Kaufman <laughs> Show. You had fun, guys? A lot of fun. Good. I want to thank you uh, both for joining us in studio. Andrew Berkshire is on Twitter at Andrew Berkshire. Legends. Mike Overend is on Twitter <laughs> at Habs Laughs. Mike, safe travels. Thank you. Come visit. I will. Bring sunshine. I will try. Jay Farrar. Me. Huge announcement. Today. Huge announcement. I want to thank you for that. March 28th, McLean's Pub, Jonah Carey, Ellis Valentine, Cliff Floyd, Anakin Slade, and much, much more to be announced. Our thanks to John Kakalakis for the updates and to Jimmy for uh, rocking it on the board. And our thanks to Bruce Arthur for joining us in the first hour of Game Night OT. This was The Kaufman Show. Podcast at thekaufmanshow.podbean.com. Music by Joel Plaskett. Listen up, kid, it's not what you think Stayed out too late, had a little too much to drink Walk home, cross the bridge, when the marquee shut down There's a reason that I love this town Nobody cares how much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house if your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town
Listening to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you next Monday night. I don't know. What'd that sound like?